You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. It is the Anita Marks Show here on 98.7 ESPN. Uh, happy Saturday afternoon. Hope everybody's doing great. Uh, straight out of the studio, was hosting Daily Wager this morning. Not sure if you tuned in. It'd be nice. Uh, Saturday, 11 a.m. on ESPN2 and raised here, uh, of course, to uh, to host the show with you. With you for the next three hours and excited to be here. We've got a great show lined up for you. Um, a lot of college football action coming your way. So we'll we'll do a deep dive into that. As always, Joe Wiz is going to join us on the show around the 2 o'clock hour, which is always great. Um, we'll hear from Cynthia Freeland as well, talking some NFL, get her take, Giants-Jets, and uh, the big game on Sunday. Man, I know a lot of people who are going to that game really surprised and really excited. We're going to be broadcasting live from out there. I'll tell you more about that in just a second. We'll hear from Mama Mimi. Uh, coming your way at the top of the 1 o'clock hour with her picks and her plays. And uh, probably the best game on the slate this weekend is Cincinnati going up against the San Francisco 49ers. Dare I say, dare I say, Sam Darnold gives the 49ers a better chance of winning against Cincinnati than Brock Purdy? I just said it, and I believe it. Um. And I'd love to hear from you, 800-919-3776. And right now, it's the, the way that w- what we're hearing is that Brock Purdy is going to get the start for the 49ers. That's what we're hearing. If Brock Purdy starts the 49ers, I'm taking the Cincinnati Bengals on the money line to win outright. If Sam Darnold starts for the San Francisco 49ers. I'm going to lay the four four points with the 49ers. That's how much faith, much more faith I have in Sam Darnold. Here's what I think has happened with that that organization. They made a huge mistake giving up the farm to trade up to go get Trey Lance. And then found this diamond in the rough, Mr. Irrelevant, last pick in the NFL draft with Brock Purdy. We hear a lot about, quote-unquote, system quarterback, right? A lot of people feel that, that Tua is in a, a good system in Miami, a system quarterback. That's why we've we've seen him have success. I think Brock Purdy has benefited from that, right? Now, you take away his top five offensive line. You have him playing with a less than 75% Christian McCaffrey because he's dealing with an oblique injury. You take away Debo Samuel totally. And what happened? What's happened to the 49ers the last two weeks? So, you know, we saw some warts. But this is a team that, you know, again, made a huge mistake with Trey Lance. And 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 I think it's trying to compensate that mistake with Brock Purdy. Um, but unless all the stars align properly for Brock Purdy... I just I, I don't I don't see him performing well and and again I just I find it I think the whole Tom Brady story is quite amazing the fact that he didn't go until the sixth round and then many call him the greatest of all time now you're telling me that 31 teams passed up on Brock Purdy seven times if not more because keep in mind. There's a number of teams out there that had more than one pick in each round. 
um, and he's the end-all, be-all for the San Francisco 40. I'm sorry, I'm not buying it. You can't have that many horrendous scouts and scouting departments out there that would have such a huge miss that would allow Brock Purdy to fall the seventh round. Meanwhile, you've got Sam Darnold, 55 starts under his belt, played, I want to say, what, the last six games of the season for the Carolina Panthers, averaged almost nine yards per pass attempt, threw nine touchdowns, only two interceptions, and now we'll have the luxury of working with Kyle Shanahan and arguably some better talent than he ever saw here in New York with the Jets or in Carolina. So I, I, I find that game extremely interesting, extremely interesting this week. Ben Baby, who covers the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, will be joining us a little bit later in our last hour as well. So Ben Baby, Joe Wiz is always, Cynthia Freeland, Mama Mimi with her picks and her plays. Also, uh, Alex Monaco from, uh, from MSG. I work with him, uh, the better half. He's going to be joining us to talk about the Knicks that won last night, 126-120 to 120 against the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, that's right, Jalen Brunson was just an absolute beast. Uh, career high, eight three-pointers, scored 31 points, as now the Knicks are sitting one-in-one, one, uh, granted, early on in the season. But, man, there, there's some hefty expectations for this Knicks team. That's for sure. And they sure look good. Uh, was, was you know, got a little too close for comfort towards the end, considering that's Atlanta. Atlanta City at 0-2. I'm not expecting a lot from them this season, but nonetheless, uh, it, it really was a good performance. And just to share some stats for you, Julius Randle, 17 points, uh, 12 rebounds, 9 assists, so one assist away from a triple-double for Julius Randle, picking up where he left off last season, if you recall. Uh, Robinson with 13 rebounds, no surprise there. He's just an absolute beast around the rim. Uh R.J. Barrett with 26 points, and of course Jalen Brunson, 20. Thir, I'm sorry, 31 points, uh, five assists, and and three rebounds. And, and so he was just absolutely tremendous. Uh, eight of of 12 uh, from from behind the arc, which is just absolutely. I mean, he uh, he obviously is the straw that stirs the drink here in New York, and 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 New York is just so you know sometimes blessing in disguise, right? If you recall last season. Uh, wasn't the first choice, but obviously there was, you know, uh, somebody uh, somebody else who decided to go to, to go to Cleveland, right? And so the the Knicks had to pivot, and then went out and got and got Brunson and, and God bless because he's just absolutely tremendous. So Knicks fans got to be really really thrilled uh, with the fact that they they walked away with a victory last night, one twenty six to one twenty against the Atlanta Hawks. So Alex is going to join us. We'll talk about the Knicks. We'll talk big picture. A lot of people have the Boston Celtics winning the East, coming out of the East. Can the Knicks compete with the Boston Celtics? Uh, a lot of people have the Milwaukee Bucks now that uh, Damian Lillard is there with Giannis winning the entire kitten caboodle. Uh, so we will talk to Alex about it, and we will break that all down. But I want to open up the phone lines, 800-919-3776, and I want to talk about this Jets-Giants game. And, uh, you know, obviously these two teams, they play each other in the preseason, but that game doesn't matter. This game matters. And I want to hear from Giants and Jets fans. Again, I know so many people who are going out to the game. So many people who are going out to that game. You know, um, you know, 
in, in regard to how important, like at least for the Jets, in looking at at the standings in the NFL, like the Jets are still alive in the NFL, right? When you look at the AFC East, uh, the Miami Dolphins five and two, Buffalo five and three. Excuse me, the Jets are three and three, New England's two and five. But there's life here. There's still an opportunity. Zach Wilson doesn't turn the ball over. This defense plays like they've been playing. There's an opportunity for this Jets team to either win the division or at least get in as a wild card. For the Giants, not so much, right? They're two and five. Eagles are six and one. Cowboys are four and two. Um, you know, in, in a lot of a, a, a lot of competition there in in the NFC. I, I, I'm not saying that it's not a, not a, a possibility. If you're saying there's a chance, I'm telling you there's a chance, but. Slim to none, the Giants make it into the postseason. So this is their Super Bowl on Sunday. You know, I, I, this, this is Michigan-Ohio State. This is Army-Navy. This is so important. And so I, I'm just, I, I'd love to hear from Giants fans. I want to hear from Jets fans. Like, like you know, I, I have it. like, I want to imagine that there's Jets fans out there going, it's Tyrod Taylor. Andrew Thomas isn't playing. We've got bigger fish to fry, no pun intended, with the Miami Dolphins being in their division, right? Like, it's 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 more about the Jets winning their division, possibly getting into the, the postseason. Like, this is just, this is a pebble in the road for us. Or do you feel like this game will be one of the biggest things that define your season? Because I, I truly believe that Giants fans have a different mindset. I think Giants fans, if you haven't yet, just accept the fact that more than likely this Giants team is not going to go to the postseason. So is this your Super Bowl this Sunday, right? You know, losing to the Jets and, and not going to the postseason adds insult to injury. So, Giants fans, is this your Super Bowl this Sunday? Also, really excited. We're going to be broadcasting live from out there. Me and Amani Toomer uh, out there at the FanDuel um, Sportsbook. So, if, if you're out there, come out there. Say hello. Uh, we'd love to meet you. We'd love to talk to you. So, we'll be out there from 7. I'll be out there from 7 to 11. Amani will be joining me at 8, 8 to 11. So, we welcome you to come out and, and hang out with us and say hi. But I know so many people, so many people who are going to this game. Um, weather conditions are supposed to be absolutely fantastic. But I'd love to hear from you. Again, 800-919-3776. Anita Marks with you on the Saturday afternoon. Uh, quick break. We come back. We'll take your calls right here on 98.7 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. 
Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. And here's my point. I don't think a lot of us are expecting the Giants to make it to the postseason. I think for the Jets, it's, it's still a possibility. So, you know, it's, it's, it's little wins. It's little victories. And even though I, I do believe that this would be a big victory, I, I think this is, like I said in the last segment, I think this is Army-Navy. I think this is Ohio state Michigan. I think this is the Giants Super Bowl, especially uh, the probability of them making to the, the, the postseason is slim and none. Where I think for Jets fans, there's, uh, you know, I, I wonder if, like, is this the, and this is, and this, uh, 800-919-3776. I just, I, I think there's so many, I think there's so many angles that we can talk about here. And that is, for the first time, I think Jets and Jets fans have to feel like we've got the better team, right? Like, ooh, we got the better team. We got the better defense. Uh, we got a quarterback who's going to make it into the Hall of Fame, waiting in the wings that had this, like, super-duper, like, you know, s- surgery on his Achilles that um, is ahead of the times that is potentially going to get him back possibly at the end of the regular season, if not in the postseason, if Zach Wilson can continue to do what Zach Wilson is doing, and that is not turn the ball over and allow your defense to win games for you. Like, that's the bigger picture for the Jets this year. You know, not beating the Giants. Or or maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Listen, I will tell you this. I know a ton of people who are going to the game tomorrow. And by the way, we're going to the game. Well, at least Harvey and I are. Uh, This Sunday, Battle for New York. Jets taking on the Giants. MetLife Stadium before the game. You can catch ESPN, uh, New York's Fantasy Forecast and Game Day Show live from the Lounge at the Meadowlands Racetrack, beginning at 7 a.m. It's a lounge, um, Harvey. So that means uh, mimosas, Bloody Marys, food. I'll take the food. You can, get, you can have everything else. Start your tailgate early with me, Amani Toomer, Mike Tannenbaum, at the Meadowlands Racetrack, America's number one sports book, brought to you by Wendy's. When you want the best hamburger, um, squares the beef. 800-919-3776. Let's get to your calls. Let's go to Jose in Brooklyn. Jose, welcome in. Hey, good good afternoon, Anita. Shout out to the company. Definitely wanted to chime in because I'm a person that um, watches a lot of college football. And I can't, to answer, your first, to answer one of your questions, I do believe that, yes, um, half the scouts can be, you know, that bad because I, the person that watched that COVID season, I looked at Brock Purdy and I looked at Zach Wilson and I, in my mind, I said Zach um, Brock Purdy was a better quarterback. But so I'm not surprised to see when you know how the NFL has unfolded. Do I think that Brock Purdy was in the perfect situation? Yeah, but uh, yeah, but I, I also feel like that's the story of how a lot of great, a lot of um, decent quarterbacks end up, you know, developing over time and possibly having good careers and I think um and with Sam Darnold I I think I I know that we can um fascinate with the with the talent perspective because I I was a Jet fan and I did believe in Sam Darnold's talent 
But I also do remember in USC, he was the turnover machine, and that didn't change in the NFL. And I don't know if, 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 if even with, you know, San Francisco's trappings, if that's going to change. So that's just my perspective. So just wanted to state that. Thank you for your time. Yeah, Joe, I, I hear you, although I do disagree. Um, I said this, if you, if you watch me, I was on Daily Wager earlier this morning hosting. That's what I'm doing up here in Bristol at 11 a.m. And, and we're waiting word, and, and, and we should find out uh, later on this afternoon whether or not Brock Purdy. So there's five stages of, of passing the concussion protocol in the NFL. He has passed four. Uh, he has to pass five in order to be cleared to start for the 49ers against Cincinnati tomorrow. Um, that game is at 4 o'clock. I, I think it's the best game on the slate in the, in, in the NFL tomorrow. If Brock Purdy starts, I'm taking the Cincinnati Bengals on the money line. If Sam Darnold starts, I'm going to lay the four points with the 49ers. Uh, that, that's, that's, the, that, that's the true conviction I have behind these two quarterbacks. I'm going to put my own money on the line. Let's go to Aton calling in from Riverdale. Aton, welcome in. Hey, thank you. Um, I see things a little differently than you. If the Giants win, and that's a big if, I would never bet any money on this. But if the Giants win, I'm a huge Giants fan, I fully expect them to make the playoffs after this. So I don't think it's a slim to none if they somehow win because you've got the Rams, you've got the Packers, you've got uh, – the New Orleans, and you've got the the Commanders again, and the Patriots. So I fully and the Raiders. So I fully expect them to make the playoffs if somehow they can win tomorrow. So tomorrow is like my Super Bowl. Right. Okay. Uh, appreciate the phone call and and appreciate the the optimism. Just to kind of give you an idea here, I'm looking at three and five. So, he must have had some mimosas before this call. Hey, I'm. I'm not, I'm not going to be mad at him. I'm a mimosa kind of gal. Uh, so just to give you what the probability is to start the season, right? So uh, the Giants, if they do beat the Jets, they'll be 3-5. and five. So they will have a 9.4% chance, 9.4% chance of making it to the playoffs at 3-5. and five. They will have a 4.7% chance of winning the division and a 0% chance of winning the Super Bowl. So uh, 191 teams. This is this is playoff percentages since 1990, mind you. Okay, This is playoff percentages since 1990. 191 teams since 1990 have started the season 3-5, and five, and only 18 of the 199 made it to the postseason. Only nine of the 199 won the division, and zero of the 199 who started the season three and five won a Super Bowl. Okay? So you're telling me there's a chance? A 9.4% chance if the Giants beat the Jets tomorrow to make it to the playoffs. Now, what if they don't? What if they go two and six? So now that probability drops down to 1.6. 1.6. So, out of 126 teams that started the season two and six, only two made it to the playoffs. Only two won the division, and of course zero 
um, won the Super Bowl. So you're telling me there's still a chance? Hey, listen, with <laughs> with those probabilities, if if you guys if you guys want to hang your hat, if you want to hang your hopes on those probabilities, all the power to you. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Um, you know, you always wanna you always wanna believe that there's hope, right? You always wanna believe that there's hope. At this point with the Giants, what else do you have? Seriously. <laughs> well, again, I mean that's why I think that this game tomorrow is is pretty interesting. Right? Uh, well, let me let you guys are are Giants fans. Well, uh, no, you, Joe's a Jets fan, I'm a Giants fan. Okay. Well, Harvey, then let me ask you. You're a Giants fan, right? Like how significant is is this game tomorrow for you? Not very. How? Not really. Not not that significant. They can win you, tomorrow. You could care, you could care you could care less if the Giants get beat by the Jets. You could care less. This game this game means nothing to you. Very little. I mean, if the Jets beat the Giants, then cool. I mean, they should beat the Giants. The Jets are the better team. And let's just say the Jets lose to the Giants. Not only would I laugh at everybody here, but the Giants aren't going to go that much further than we expect because they've got the nine, the Raiders on my birthday. Then they've got the Cowboys, who they'll lose to, the Commanders, who they always split with, and that caller, for some reason, forgot to mention that they play the Eagles twice. And why is the why is like the Rams like a sure thing? Why is the Patriots a sure thing? Why is the Packers a sure thing? He makes it sound like they're gonna go, you know, six and two, seven and two. You know, they gotta go seven and two, by the way, to match their nine win total from last year. You know, so I just don't see it. So I just I find it so this game you just you you really could care less this game, huh? You really you just care less. I'll watch it, but how 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 much like you know how excited could I be if they beat the Jets? I mean. You know the Jets are talking a bit for a three and three football team. So, so Joe, I, I'm I'm curious your thoughts. Now you are the better team, right? You have better probability of making it to the postseason. You've got a Hall of Fame quarterback waiting in the wings with optimism that he could return towards the end of the season, let alone the postseason. How, how much weight are you putting in this matchup? How important is a Jets win? against the Giants? Oh, it's extremely important. If you lose this game, any chance of being a playoff contender, that goes right out the window. Because if you lose to the Giants, who are you beating? Now, they have very winnable games in the Chargers and the Raiders the next couple of weeks, and the back half of their schedule post the Black Friday game is favorable. But again, if you don't beat the Giants, who are you losing or who are you beating? They have to win this game to be able to be taken seriously. This game, for me, is, I don't want to call it a must-win, but it's almost like the Detroit game a couple of weeks ago against Tampa Bay, where so, you had to take, it, Detroit had to win that game to take them for them to be taken seriously. The Jets, this is a, a game that you have to win because you're the better team, and better teams win games like this if you want to be a playoff team. See, I, and this is what I find interesting, is, is my conversation with both of you, it's, it's it's not necessarily about the home time hometown rivalry. It's not about owning the states, right? Because we say it's New York, but we know it's New Jersey. Whatever the case, um, 
it's 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 not about that. It's it's more of like getting this win so that the probability is better for the Giants. It's getting this win so the probability is better for the Jets in a more competitive division. It's it's not necessarily like, hey, I'm the king of this of this castle here in New York or New Jersey. Very interesting. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. And uh, we've got a special guest. Alex Monaco joins us now. Uh, he works with uh, MSG. You can see him all over MSG. Uh, all things gambling and love to talk about the Knicks. Why not? And what a game they had last night beating the Atlanta Hawks 126 to 120. They're one in one on the season. Alex, welcome in. How you doing? Anita, thanks so much for having me. Fired up. I get to come on your show today. Let's go. I know, I know. We we've we've switched seats here, that's for sure. All right, so so let's talk about let's let's talk about the game and, and then I want to talk big picture here. And uh, Jalen Brunson, eight of twelve from downtown, thirty-one points, five assists, uh also three rebounds. Uh, like was great last year. I think now he's really coming to his own. I think he's really feeling like this is his team. He's the face of this franchise. Um, and God bless. I think this could be a real phenomenal year for him. Your thoughts on Brunson and what Knicks fans can expect from him this season? Without question, Anita. I mean, career highs down the stretch. You saw the 27-ish points per game in the playoff run. I mean, this team runs and goes as he goes. To me... He is the heartbeat of this team, H-A-R-T, if you will, a little pun intended, but you saw last night. I heard you coming into the break. Oh, man, possessed. He three-pointers is incredible, but what he does, also not on the stat sheet, is why I think this team could be special, make a run, and to me, on the betting side of things, is, again, being undervalued to me on the market. But, yes, as far as Jalen Brunson, if he could do anything like he did last night consistently, and again, season opener, he was fine, but he's the, he's the floor general. He's got to he's kind of got to be the the parent in the house. Got to make sure everyone's getting attention. Make sure no kids are playing favorites. It's a tough task in this town, but I think he's up for it. And I think what we saw last year, we're just going to ride more momentum and capitalize financially at the sportsbook. Julius Randle, uh, one assist away from a triple-double, 17 points, 12 rebounds, 9 assists. Um, love his role in the grand scheme of things. Uh, Robinson with 13 rebounds as well. I just I, I look at this roster, and, and, and also, of course, I'm, I'm looking at, at the bench play as well. Um, I, I just I, I love this. I, I love this roster. I think it's a complete team, and, and I, I think they, they, they can do some really good things this season. Without question. I, I mean, you look at this this balance. And to me, I'm screaming at the top of 7th Avenue that this might be the best second unit off the bench, pound for pound, player for player in the league. Look at just the first two games out the gate, five guys in double figures. I mean, IQ, first of all, for anyone betting out there listening, please take him for six man of the year. He's not going to be over five to one, depending where you shop for much longer. But, yes, last night as well, five guys in double figures. And it's, to me, a little bit of an exciting and encouraging win last night because you saw how the Celtics game, when I was there, really they had it. They were up six late with three and some change to go. But for them to come back, bounce back, and 
you know, I was looking at the trends, and I did take the Knicks on the money line on the show. The Hawks had won five of their last six openers at home. So not necessarily going into an easy environment and getting it done, but to your point, balance. And again, we know this. I call it the skinny jeans era, but not a lot of teams are playing sun up to sun down with DOG all 82 games. And if, we, if we're talking tonight, you know, this Knicks team under kids, Anita, is 24-12-2 against the spread at 66.7% on second night to back-to-back under him. And then on the road, under Tibbs, 75, 50, and 1, also 60%. We're getting three tonight. You got to take the Knicks. And we look at last year, top five underdog, top five road team, great spot against the Tufts. Over-under is 224. Any play here, Alex? I mean, I'm taking the three. I'm going to go on the money line, a little plus money here, but you saw those trends I gave you. I think this team in particular, when you're looking at them on the market game to game, again, not, no one's winning every game, no one's covering every game. But these spots, we've seen them. And last year, and I believe it was around somewhere in the end of December, early January, Tibbs went to the nine-man rotation. And when he went to the nine-man rotation, their offense kicked up into the top five in the league. So for tonight, you know, on a back-to-back, I'm going to look at the guys that do want to give the extra hustle. I'm a little, I'm a little philosophy with the props sometimes, Anita. I'm big on the revenge games against your ex. I don't think the Pels handled Josh Hart very well. He's off to a humble start, just 11 points in two games, nine boards. Look for him on the prop market, maybe a little points plus rebounds to get involved early and often. And I'm going to go Mitch Rob here. I think a double-double is a nice little plus money value play. Again, these back-to-backs are tricky. So you want to go with the guys that are energizer bunnies if you're playing the props, the guys that are going to show up, do the little things. And those are the guys that Tibbs likes, and he's going to put on the floor in a spot like this. So I'm going to go a little Josh Hart, and I'm going to go a little Knicks on the money line. Alex Monaco joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. You can see him all over MSG talking all things gambling as well as a uh, real uh, deep dive into Knicks and Rangers, uh, also Giants and Jets. All right, let's look big picture here, right? I know the season just began. Uh, we just got it started. In the NBA, in the East, the Boston Celtics favored to represent the East uh, at plus 180, the Bucks at plus 190, 76ers at plus 750, the Cavs at plus 950, the Heat 11 to 1, the Knicks 20 to 1 right now, 20 to 1 to win the East. What say you? I need, I'm going to go a little emotional here. You're probably not going to love it. It's very easy to take the Bucks or the Celtics and the Chalk. I think Philly's going to have a little bit of civil war within their own their own family this year. I'm going to rule them out. Don't like the vibes. I hate to do it. I'm sprinkling on two teams. One of them is, of course, the New York Knicks. I I truly believe that. I had a Willy Wonka lottery ticket last year, Lakers-Knicks. I could have retired if it hit. I'd almost came to fruition. Uh, You know, a little bit of a 1973, 50-year Annie. I'm not a science guy, but I'm not not a science guy kind of purchase. All that to say, I'm on the Knicks, of course. I love the value. That's going to drop. I got to go with the Miami Heat again. I know it's gross. I know they didn't do much this offseason, and I know they didn't get the big fish in Willard. But three conference finals in four years, two East titles in four seasons. And Pat Riley did an interesting interview this offseason. 
He said he works in five-year increments. And this is the fifth year with Bam, with Jimmy, with Hero. So he's going to go a little more all-in, I think. I don't, I don't want to sit here and say that this team makes no moves, but they're a team again. You look at the numbers, doesn't make sense. You look at even the win-loss total from last year, none of it makes sense. Not since I was, what, nine years old did an eight seed make it to the finals, and here they are again. So in betting, for those listening, you can purchase a ticket like the Heat at 11 to 1, you know, put 50 bucks on it, 100 bucks on it, and as the season goes on or as you get in the playoffs and it starts to trim down to the quarters, to the semis, and the Heat are still there, you can cash out that ticket for a profit. So for me, I'm going to sit on the Heat because I do believe they might not have a great regular season, but I'm looking for value. I think the East is a four-horse race. But I do think I'm going to go with the long shots. I, I actually believe wholeheartedly that this Knicks team could make a run. I mean, you have new Boston chemistry with new pieces. Who's the man in, in crunch time? Who, what's going to happen when Zingas doesn't go for 35 and five triples down the stretch? And what's going to happen when Dame and Giannis face a little adversity? So I'm going to go with continuity plays here out of the East. Interesting. Um, you know, I, I hear I, – <laughs> Here's the thing. Um, I really like this Bucks team. I, I love the addition of Lillard. I, I think we very well could have the best one-two punch uh, coming out of uh, out of the East. And But I, I do believe that this is going to be really fun to see how this all uh, pans out. If the Knicks, of course, you could say this if for every team, right, can stay healthy. Uh, I think the Knicks are going to be in it towards the end. And I'm really, really excited uh, to see what they're going to be able to do. Uh, before we let you go, let's take a look at what's going on in the West. Uh, the Nuggets, thank God, uh, plus 280 to uh, to represent the West, to look to run it back. The Suns, plus 350. Golden State Warriors, now with Chris Paul, 6-1. to one. The Lakers, plus 650, by the way. Uh, very interesting what's happening there in regard to, I, I think this isn't a small sample size. I think for the remainder, for, for, for the season, I think the Lakers are really going to manage LeBron James' minutes, which is going to be interesting. Uh, Mavs looking good. Obviously, Luca putting on a show. They're twelve to one. Who do you who do you like in the West right now? Well, the non-emotional purchase. I think the Suns are an interesting play. I, I think we haven't seen this kind of support around Kevin Durant. You know, not since Golden State. I, we haven't seen three shooters like this since he was on Golden State on the same team. Haven't even seen Beal and the boys get together yet. But if Devin Booker evolves into the MVP type player he can clearly be. And Nurkic and Grayson Allen, I mean, they didn't have any depth. They didn't have any dog. They didn't have any toughness. They were just skilled players last year coming together at the very end. I, I do like what the Suns are about. I like the defensive mindset as well with Frankie Vogel coming in, championship pedigree. They got no time to waste. These guys are older. This is KD's last run. I mean, I saw him the other night, dang near carrying the club up 12 going into the fourth against the Lakers. I did lie bet the Lakers on that. But I think the Suns, who can play real D, who did have a little bit of a math equation problem last year. You saw them against the Nuggets. They just could not make the threes possession by possession against them. I think they retooled the roster in a perfect way. I like them. Now, my emotional purchase, I still believe in this Lakers. Plus 650, you said it. I mean – Polinka, what he put together, and the product that they pulled off at the end of that season, I mean, my goodness, three of those four games in that Gryffindor sweep against the Nuggets were single single possessions, uh, excuse me, single outcome, point outcome, less than 10 points. 
They're right there. They're right there. The pitch count is going to be interesting. I'm kind of betting on that on the long run, that that's going to work out. It's very frustrating for fans, for betters. To, you know, you got to chill on LeBron Pops because we just don't know. But if they keep him in a perfect pitch count manner all year, Anita, mm-hmm. AD can stay healthy. I don't know how we don't sprinkle. I don't know how we don't sprinkle. It's a team with real D, a ton of depth, a ton of guys that can take over the, the game at any point. And I really was impressed what I saw early in the season being down double digits. I know it's only a couple of games. But look, it's LeBron's last run as well. I'm going to bet on the guys out of the West that may not have another year here at a shot at a ring. So I'm going to go Suns on emotional, Lakers emotion. Interesting. No respect, I say. No respect for those Denver Nuggets. Uh, all right. No, I got respect for them. I know. Look, you called it last year, Anita. You had them all year. You're very sharp. I, it was a great call. I, I would be riding them. I don't. I just don't want to go with the easier pick on the futures. Again, if I'm if I'm talking all business, probably Nuggets Bucks on an exact. What you can do on the prop world, you can bet that exact result. That would probably be if there were no surprises. What it'll end up being, and it would be a great final. But I so, don't know. I don't know. I I got a weird feeling about Denver. They're going to be in it. They're going to go to the end. Don't see them getting back to the final. We'll see what happens. Uh, so Alex is uh, is all over the Knicks today, and, and so am I. Uh, on the road, getting three. I like that play. One last one for you. This might be my favorite, and that's the uh, Detroit Pistons getting three as well at home against the uh, the Chicago Bulls. Um, both of these teams coming off back-to-back. Bulls needed overtime uh, last night to win. Detroit manhandled Charlotte. Dare I say they could have, should have, would have beaten the Heat in their first game. Zach Levine is dealing with a back issue. Love Monty Williams uh, really getting his hands on this young team. They're absolutely pumped. And not sure if you heard this, Alex, but the Bulls, they've already called a players meeting. I mean, we're two games into the season, and they've already called a players meeting. Are you kidding me? So my... My favorite play is is the Detroit Pistons plus two. Uh, that's my favorite play today I love that. on, on the down. NBA slate. If you want to jump I'm on that as well, Alex, uh, always great. Uh, love working with you at uh, and on MSG and the network, and, and really thrilled to have you here on ninety point seven ESPN. I know you're on with Alan and Han uh, and Bart Scott, Alan Han and Bart Scott on on a weekly basis. So great to have you on ninety point seven ESPN. Thank you, my friend. Thank you, Nina. Appreciate you. You got it. 800-919-3776. You want to call it? Call in, chime in. We're talking Giants, Jets. Are you at number one? Are you going to the game? Number two, am I am I too am I reading too much into this Jets Giants rivalry? It doesn't seem like the phone calls we've gotten. Harvey, Joe, they're like, ah, it's not about the rivalry, it's about winning, so that you know they have the, the, the probability, they maintain the probability of potentially making it to the postseason. Uh, as you know, as a wild card, like that's more like boring. Like, where are the calls of you know, yeah, like you know, this is this is the Super Bowl for us. This is you know, we can't let the Jets become the team here in New York or New Jersey. Where are those calls? Eight hundred nine. Where are they? They're not coming in here. Eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Nina Marks with you. We'll be right back. You're listening to Anita Marks on ninety eight point seven. ESPN. Uh, let's go to Craig, calling in from Harlem. Craig, you're up. Hey, what's up, Anita? 
Uh, first time calling in. I think this Giant and Net and Jets game is big. It's uh, similar to the Mets and Yankees rivalry. And the Jets do have the better defense, and I think they prevail. So you think the are you a Jets fan, Craig? Well, technically, yes, I am, but I'm really a Cowboy fan. But oh. I do like the Jets. <laughs> so I, I really think that the the Jets will prevail. I think since they got the two cornerbacks in back. They're going to cause havoc for Taylor. For Tyrod Taylor? Um, yes. Interesting. All right. So, Craig, thank you. Appreciate it. A Cowboys fan, but somewhat of a Jets fan, whatever that means. I don't know. Maybe he was born into a Jets family, but sounds like maybe uh, at the same time uh, grew up sometime in the 70s where you were either a Cowboys or a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Sounds more like it to me. Um, in, in the break... Harvey and Joe, who are producing the show today, we were having the conversation. Uh, you know, wh- what's the bigger rivalry here in New York with these crosstown teams, right? I-, I think, right, guys, no doubt it's Mets-Yankees. For me, yes. It's either Nets-Yankees, Yan- Nets, Yankees-Mets, or if you want to go to a different sport, maybe Rangers-Islanders here in the Tri-State. That's a big one here, too. Devils Rangers kind of fits in that too, but mm, mm. I'd say um, Mets so Yankees won, yeah. So Mets Yankees won, Nets, Knicks, Rangers, Islanders two. Who comes in two? I'd probably go Rangers, Islanders for two. Now, uh, Joe made the argument for Nets, Knicks, mm-hmm. which kind of fits in too. We're a basketball town. I think after. Clearly, you know, the Subway Series just because of just how many baseball fans there are. But Knicks, Nets, I think, especially with the way that the Nets were owning the series with KD and Kyrie, Mm -hmm. I think that put a lot more juice into the rivalry. I think Jets, Giants, you can come come up with whatever amalgamation, whatever rivalry in any of the sports. I think it's last on the list. But do you do you think it's last on the list because they only play each other once every four years? I think that's what it is. If they played each other every year, I think it would be up there with the Mets and the Yankees. Not only not only because they play every four years, but I'm sure if you ask people deep in their soul, there's some Jets fans that or Giants fans that root for Jets or Jets that root for the Giants as well. They do not. Okay, yeah, there, there are there, there are, are a some. lot of Stop. there's some there are there are split households. Stop. There are there are. There are. Split households, but yes. like, right? Not- but with the kids rooting for both teams, like mom's a Jet fan, dad's a Giant fan, they have split households where they don't care who wins. They're just happy on Sundays because they get to watch either of the two teams. There are that that is an increasingly uh, bigger thing that's happening. Is there? There are New York football fans, not Jet or Giant fans. More so than Mets Yankees? You could say the yes. same thing. Oh, Mom, no, no, no. Mets Yankees. Mom's, Mom's a Mets fan. Dad's a Yankees fan. You could say the same thing, Joe. But the hatred right. is, is much more for Mets Yankees than Giants yeah. Jets. Well, Mets Yankees, you pick a side. Jet, Jets Giants, you you don't have to pick a side. I, so, so, so just out of curiosity, I, I'm just now I'm going to throw this out here. Um, so you're you're on a dating app and you're swiping, swipe, 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 swipe. And let's say you're you're a Mets fan. Swipe, swipe, swipe. And all of a sudden you find this like really hot chick or this really hot dude. 
and it says Yankees, or it's evident you go through their picks and they're wearing Yankees. But like they're hot, they seem like you're attracted to them. They seem like they have a good job. You like what they're right up. The only thing is you're a huge Mets fans, but they're Yankees. Do you swipe or do you, I don't know, whatever. I've never been on a dating app before. So do you swipe whatever and say no? Or do you reach out to them because you want to date? And is it the same if you're a Jets fan? Let's say you're a Jets fan and you're on a dating app and you're looking, 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 looking. All of a sudden you come across somebody who you find like really attractive, seems to be like your type, whatever. But then looking at the pictures, they're wearing all Giants gear. Is that... Uh, is that a is that like a no go? Is that ruin the deal? And what would what like what if if you are Jets Mets, are you giving a pass to somebody who's Giants Yankees? Does and 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 does that pass have more weight for one team or the other? 